Welcome to another FamCore podcast. We are talking about neutrality again. Thinking about our thinking, our Christian worldview, and where we are standing in the world with competing worldviews. So here's a clip from one of our Think Rightly courses, and I hope it challenges you to think about your thinking. Regardless of whether the unbeliever you're talking to accepts the fact that they have a worldview or tries to rebuff it, you will need to engage their worldview and go about resolving the problem of competing worldviews. So in exposing the myth of neutrality, you have revealed a worldview, and it may be acknowledged or an unacknowledged, unacknowledged worldview. But at this point, you have enough details of it to know that it is not yours, is not the Christian worldview. So competing worldviews, now what? The first thing you need to do, which really you should be doing all along, is be a good listener. If you are a good listener, you will learn a lot about what they really believe while they talk about almost anything. Ask them some questions about, you won't put it this way, but they will be questions about reality, knowledge, and ethics, and listen carefully to their answers. Okay, after you have a good outline of their worldview, then you will begin the work of demonstrating which worldview makes sense of the human experience when pushed out to the corners. In other words, which worldview can support all of the things that all people, Christian and non-Christian, assume about life and reality already? This is everything. This is everything. This is just a sliver of God's glory that forming our framework of reality based on what he has told us in his word supports everything from snowflakes to the laws of logic. Everything. If that sounds deep, I assure you it goes much deeper. When we are engaging another worldview or simply just defending the Christian worldview, we need to ask which worldview makes human experience intelligible? Which worldview makes human experience intelligible? Which one makes human experience make sense? Unbelievers cannot live in this world with a consistent application of their own worldview. They are going to be inconsistent with their worldview or philosophy. They do things and they say things that are not consistent with what they profess to be true about reality and what they profess to be true and right about how we should live our lives. You can dive into this by using an example of some terrible act, okay? Such as some random man in a community that is going around euthanizing senior citizens because he has deemed them a burden to society, say. You will point out that both you and presumably the unbeliever condemn such acts. And you go on to ask the question, which worldview makes sense of condemning that? The Christians or the unbelievers, say an atheistic worldview or an atheistic framework. So again, which worldview makes sense of, human, of the human experience? So again, which worldview makes sense of, human, of the human experience, all right? And just to reinforce, when you ask which worldview, you are asking what network of presuppositions about reality and knowledge and ethics 
makes human experience intelligible. What do we mean by human experience? Okay. Anything, everything, and by anyone, from the low man on the totem pole to the CEO, anything that they want to talk about, and the same problems will arise on anything and everything. The human experience is everything we do and say, all of our conduct, all of our attitudes. And then what is meant by intelligible? Again, that is whatever makes sense or makes something meaningful. You're talking to an atheist or a materialist, and they bring up a certain activity such as oppressing the poor. And from your conversation, it's clear that they are condemning oppressing the poor as an immoral act. So here's an opportunity. It's your opportunity to ask them, what outlook on reality, knowledge, and ethics will make what you just said about oppressing the poor meaningful? Okay? Now, they may need to think about that. If you haven't thought about it, this is the time to start thinking about that. From their perspective, from their worldview, what makes such a statement meaningful? Assuming that they are coming from the materialistic worldview, evolutionary, atheistic, materialistic. What is man? What is man? And that is part of the what is reality point in a worldview, what man is. The answer here in this worldview must be that man is one of the advanced animals, right? Or no? Yes? Consistent or not? Man is primordial slime that is developed by chance over eons that somehow has become the complicated creature we now see. Right. Okay? By blind chance from slime to advanced animal over billions of years, the creature now declares with authority that it is immoral to oppress the poor. <laughs> Tell this person that based upon their professed worldview, this statement makes no sense. It makes no sense. If evolution is true, if evolution is true, then how is it anything but just a dog-eat-dog -dog world? The weak are destined to a much quicker extinction, after all, in the evolutionary worldview. You would tell them that based on their worldview, their sentiment about oppressing the poor does not make any sense. It is not meaningful to condemn someone given their worldview. Thanks for listening. And again, this material is from our worldview course called Breathe Air, Swallow Food, and Think Rightly. So if you're interested in more material on that, you can go over to famcore.com and there's links to the courses. I hope this material challenges you to think about your thinking and consider neutrality and consider the idea of a default position, what that means and where you're standing. Thanks for listening. Until next time.